Hi guys, and welcome back to the Mystery and Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast. Please join me this morning as I bring back to the show, back by popular demand, Miss Doris Day. In this first episode, Miss Doris Day welcomes to the show Ray Bulger and Miss Mary Wickens. And in this next episode, she welcomes to the show Mr. Donald O'Connor. And please stay tuned after the show to hear Miss Doris Day sing a couple of songs. I hope you guys have enjoyed my podcast so far. Please remember that I am raising funds for Toys for Tots until December the 2nd of this year. So please comment, subscribe, and share my podcast as much as you can, guys. I would really appreciate it if we can make every kid's Christmas wish list a reality. And please stay tuned after the show to hear Miss Doris Day sing a couple of songs. I hope you guys will consider subscribing and listening to my podcast. I really do appreciate everyone who has listened so far. And have a wonderful day, guys. And always remember to enjoy the show. Thanks. From Hollywood with Ray Bolger and Mary Wicks as her guests, it's the Doris Day Show. Yes, from Columbia Square in Hollywood, here's Warner Brothers' lovely singing star, Doris Day. Hi, everybody. Here's a tune you asked me to do, and I like it, too. It's shame. Who's gonna kiss me? Who's gonna thrill me? Who's gonna hold me tight tonight? Why did I tell you I was going to Shanghai? I want to be with you tonight. Why did I holler I was going to Shanghai? I want to be with you tonight. It's just a little misunderstanding that a kiss on the cheek could pass. I need you so badly, I'd gladly start all over from scratch. Oh, why did I tell you it was bye-bye for Shanghai? I'm even allergic to rice Why don't you stop me when I talk about Shanghai It's just a lover's device Now who's gonna kiss me, who's gonna thrill me, who's gonna hold me tight I'm right around the corner in the phone booth And I wanna be with you tonight everybody. This past week, I got a request that nobody could resist. 
It was from a couple who explained that tonight they're celebrating their engagement and they want to hear the song they first danced to on their first date. Well, congratulations, you two sweethearts. And here it is. I've got a feeling you're fooling. Come on, boys. I got a feeling you're fooling. I got a feeling you're having fun. I'll get a go by when you are done fooling with me. I got a feeling you're fooling. I've got a notion it's make believe. I think you're laughing right up your sleeve fooling with me. Life is worth living while you are giving moments of paradise. You're such a standout, but when you hand off the hocus pocus from your eyes, I got a feeling you're fooling. I've got a feeling it's all a frame. It's just the well-known old army game fooling with you. You know, a good friend of mine is here tonight, and I know you'll remember her as the hard-boiled but soft-hearted housekeeper in Moonlight Bay, and as the housekeeper and family friend of the Gus Cons, and I'll see you in my dreams. Come on in closer and meet the folks, Mayor. Ladies and gentlemen, meet Mary Wicks. Greetings, all. Hi. But, Dodo, let's put the soft pedal on my tendency to turn up as a housekeeper. This only happens to me when I'm in a picture with you. <laughs> but, Mary, you played them so well. Yeah, one more housekeeper and I'll have housemaids me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Complaining just the way you did in Moonlight Bay. Well, who wouldn't complain? First thing I know, total strangers will stop me on the street and instead of asking for an autograph, they'll hand me a mop and tell me I can have every other Thursday <laughs> off. <laughs> you know, people do have a way of identifying us with the roles we play on the screen, don't they? I can testify to that. When people ask me out to lunch, I forget myself and start washing the dishes. <laughs> yeah, but at least you're working. It's not enough. I want the kind of part that'll give me a crack at an Oscar. Mary, I predict that someday you will win an award. My pal. I've already won one award. Yeah? A handsome, monogrammed, galvanized, silent fucker <laughs> from the Amalgamated Parlor Maids Dramatic Society. <laughs> They selected me as 1951's Miss Ragamuffin. <laughs> well, on screen or off, I love it when you complain. Me? Now, when did I ever complain about anything? Mary, when didn't you complain? Well, let me see. Oh, about four years ago, I got a swell break in a picture. Yeah? What'd you yeah. play that time? A maid. Oh, <laughs> what are you laughing at? I love that picture. Mary, I'm convinced. I guess maybe it can be frustrating to play maids and housekeepers in pictures. Oh, I don't know. Servants are important in lots of plots. True, Mary, In true. fact, many times, where would the star be if it didn't turn out that the real murderer was the faithful family butler? Playing domestics isn't all that frustrating. All I said... I accept your apology. <laughs> Why should you understand me? Nobody else does, and a good thing, too. You know, I'm beginning to get the picture. You enjoy complaining, but in reality, you also enjoy playing housekeepers, huh? Yeah, I admit it. Oh, and there's one I'd give anything to play. You know, that terrific one in Rebecca. Yeah. Remember? Oh, imagine having Sir Lawrence Olivier hang on me every word. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know what I would really have liked? What? 
At the end of the picture, I'd get to burn down the house. <laughs> you mean a housemaid's revenge? Exa- oh, listen, Dodo. I play all sorts of dramatic roles with other people. Why not with you? Well, go ahead. Live a little, Mayor. Be dramatic. You mean it? Yep. We want everybody on this show to be happy. Do whatever you want to do. All right, I will. I know what I'll do. I'll do that tense and tender scene where John and I are parting. <clears throat> John, dearest, there's something I must tell you. I must tell you. And yet I don't know how to tell you. Well, the moment I tell you, you'll thank me for telling you. And now, well, the moment has come for me to tell you. Well, what was it I was going to tell you? <laughs> Was it? Would you like to try that again with a mop? For two boxes of babble, I would, hey. You know me, Doris. Madcap Mary, the big T. <laughs> but just to show you my thoughts aren't all negative, let me tell you about my favorite scene in On Moonlight Bay. What'd you do? I wasn't even in it. Oh, this I've got to hear. No, no seriously, Dodo. It was the scene where you were all alone in your room, thinking of your boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And of how he'd gone away to college and left me in the old hometown feeling awfully lonesome. And you curled up in your chair, trying not to cry, and then you saw that little cupie doll, you know, you'd want at the carnival together? Yeah, I remember. I was talking to my doll. Tell me why nights are lonesome. Tell me why day are blue Tell me while the sun shines comes just at one time when I'm with you Why do I have everybody. You know, isn't it funny how much we all enjoy getting a letter and and how long we keep putting it off and we have to answer one? But you know what? The letters I get from GI guys overseas have turned me into a reformed character. It's gotten so that I enjoy sending letters as much as I enjoy reading the ones I receive. And it doesn't really take too much time to keep those GI guys posted. In fact, the minutes fly when you begin to get off an answer to wonderful letters like the one I got this morning. It gave me such a big kick that I want you to hear it, too. 
The writer is a Marine, and he says, Dear Dodo, would you do me and the guys in my outfit a little favor? A couple of us have friends at home who came up with what we think is a great idea. These kids send us a rundown on what's really happening all over town. And if they know what a guy's hobby is, they include news of that, too. It's better than reading a magazine because we know it was done just for us. You know, kind of special. So if you can, spread our thanks around, Dodo. And if you find time, drop us a line. Got to get some shut-eye now. And who knows, maybe I'll dream I'm hearing my old favorite, I'm in the mood for love. Signed, Corporal Arnold Turner. Now that's a letter you want to answer, folks, but quick. And Arnold, when you hear this, remember, it's just for you. my pleasure now to present one of America's foremost dramatic actors, the brilliant and popular motion picture star, Mr. Joseph Cotton. How do you do? This is Joseph Cotton. I'm not going to be dramatic at the moment. My first impulse is to say thanks. Thanks to so many of you for your interest in my numerous appearances on the CBS radio drama Suspense. It's rare that I feel strongly inclined to recommend a particular show to millions of listeners, but... Without reservation, I do feel you'll thoroughly enjoy being kept in suspense on Monday nights. The story is deftly constructed, expertly performed by the most able actors in radio under the astute direction of Elliot Lewis, have made me a regular member of the suspense audience. I suggest you cultivate this entertaining habit. The next time I have the pleasure of appearing on the show, I'd like to know that you are listening to Suspense here on CBS Radio. Folks, remember what happened at the end of last week's show? We were short of time, and that wonderful guy, Ray Bolger, said he'd come back and be with us again this week. I said it, and I'm glad. And that goes double. (laughs) Say, remember, Ray, my telling you that a lot of my mail comes from teenagers? Yes, I do. Well, after last Friday, when we announced that you'd be here tonight... A great many kids wrote in asking if you can help them solve one of their big, fat problems. Now, wait a minute. You mean they asked me? Yes, you. Oh, no. Now, wait. The problem has to do with dancing, and it seems to bother the boys in particular. Oh, well, I'm not much of an advice giver, Otter, but 
Let's have it. All right. Now, there's one letter signed Charleston Charlie that sums up pretty well the thing that troubles quite a few young fellows. Well, my biggest problem, it seems to me, when I started to go out dancing was getting the money to pay for the tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Charlie's letter goes on to say, maybe Ray Bolger was once a shy guy like me, but he got to be a terrific dancer. Maybe he could suggest how I can overcome my number one problem. I can't dance well because I'm afraid to dance. And that's true even though I'm 16 and a sophomore. Well, that's it, Ray. What do you think? Well, now, uh, let me see. If old Charlie's listening, I'll I'll have to admit that I still couldn't dance when I was a high school senior. Oh, you're kidding. No, that's for real. That is the real for real. At my senior prom, all I could do was the waltz. And uh, I only knew one female who thought that that was passable. Your steady? My steady. My mother. <laughs> what about your girl? Yeah, my well, girl. Well, surely she liked waltzing. Not while she was doing a fox <laughs> I guess that would look kind of silly, huh? <laughs> On her, it looked silly. It looked like a reconditioned rumba. <laughs> well, gee, when the band played something that wasn't three-quarter time, why couldn't she just sit that one out? She did, but not with me. <laughs> boy in his teens says he's afraid to dance stars. What he means is, uh, well, let's see, he's afraid of girls. You know, come to think of it, I remember an old high school crush of mine who was afraid to dance. But that's so silly, Ray. What is there about girls that's so scary? And they're so soft. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you think boys are scared. It's the girls who are really frightened. Hey, 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 fellas, hey, fellas. You hear that? Get with it. Listen, I got over being scared by lecturing myself. Doris Day, I'd say to myself, there's no need to be nervous just because a man's going to grab hold of you. I think anyone can talk themselves into being confident if they want to. Charlie Charleston, you hear that? Take your cue from Doris. Be lion-hearted. Well, I'm going to stick my head into the lion's mouth, Ray, and ask for a bulger favorite of mine. One I'll bet you haven't done for a long time. Remember the cute tune called I'm Glad I'm Not a Rubber Ball? Uh-oh, if you mean what I think you mean. I do. Uh-oh, he looks scared, folks, but I think he's going to do it. Go ahead, Ray, I dare you. I'm glad I'm not a rubber ball, because think how it must hurt to bounce and bounce and bounce and bounce and fall down in the dirt. I'm glad I'm not a rubber ball, I'd have no hands or feet. I'd roll and roll and roll and roll and end up in the street. I'd get hit by baseball bats and chased around by pussy cats. And every single little pup would do his best to eat me up. I'm glad I'm not a rubber ball. The reason's plain to see. If I got lost beneath the house, I couldn't go and look for me. If I were a rubber ball, I'd bounce around and around. If I were a rubber ball, this is how I'd sound. I'm not a rubber ball, cause think how it must hurt To bounce and bounce and bounce and bounce and fall down in the dirt I'm glad I'm not a rubber ball, I'd have no hands or feet I'd roll and roll and roll and roll and end up in the street I'd get hit by baseball bats and chased around by pussy cats And every little single pup would do his best to eat me up I'm glad I'm not a rubber ball, the reason's plain to see If I got lost beneath the house, I couldn't go and look for me I'd bounce and bounce and roll and roll and hit my head and fall in a hole Be hit by bats and dogs and cats and little tots and mice and rats A rubber ball I don't want to be I want to be just little old me Good night, all. See you on the set tomorrow, Good night, Ray. Now, that's what I call a wonderful guy. And the sooner he comes back again, the better I'll like it.
With a song in my heart I behold your adorable face Just a song at the start And it soon is a hymn to your grace When the music swells I'm touching your hand It tells that you're standing near And at the sound of your voice Heaven opens its portals to me Can I help? But rejoice that a song such as ours came to be. But I always knew I would live life through with a song in my heart for Such as ours came to be But I always knew I would live life through With a song in my heart really enjoyed being with you tonight. I sincerely hope you have too. If there's something special you'd like to hear, just drop me a line. Until we get together again next week. I love each moment with you. Love to be with you. Honest I do. Love to be with you. Where I belong. Singing my songs for you. Good night, everybody. The Doris Day Show is a Martin Melcher production, directed by Sam Pierce and written by David Gregory and Jerry Gullard. It comes to you transcribed from Hollywood. Doris Day appears through the courtesy of Warner Brothers Pictures and may soon be seen in the winning team co-starring with Ronald Regan. Ray Bolger may soon be seen in the Warner Brothers Technicolor production, Where's Charlie? Mary Wicks may soon be seen in the MGM production, Young Man with Ideas. This is Roy Rowan speaking. You don't have to be farmers to help keep the nation's farm production at peak efficiency. To get the most out of America's farm products and keep our economy sound. You can help as a consumer, too. Buy foods in season as much as you can. Buy what's plentiful. Another thing, don't waste food. That's what you can do as a consumer. There's a big job for the farm products distributors and manufacturers, too. In getting the best tools to the farmer and helping him get the most out of his land. Remember, high farm production spells sound economy. 
Sound economy will help America through any defense emergency. Servicemen and women overseas listen to the Doris Day Show through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio Service. Next week, Doris Day's special guests will be Gordon McRae and Murray and Miranda. And remember, the New York Philharmonic Symphony is heard every Sunday afternoon on the CBS Radio Network. From Hollywood with Donald O'Connor and Liberace as her guests, it's the Doris Day Show. Square in Hollywood. Here's Warner Brothers' lovely singing star, Doris Day. Hi, everybody. Let's open the meeting with one of the top tunes of the 20s.
what, ladies and gentlemen? Say, feel like cutting a caper, Dodo? Who am I? Why? Well, of all the requests that came in the mail this week, uh, you'll never guess which song was the most requested. Well, now, I don't have to guess because I know. Okay, then set your compass for due north. The folks want to hear Canadian capers. Well, I'm with you. Shall we now? I heard you call for an all-star band. It's something new for the music stand. It's on the way, but before we start, a cutting capers around your heart. You're gonna cheer when you hear this band. There's never been a better crew. And when you hear the drummer, Lottie, how the join the hum of cutting capers just for you. You'll never pick about a pick a quarrel with Mr. Cooper or with Frankie Carr. You'll never dig a list of bigger names. A cutting capers with Harry James, with Benny Goodman and his clarinets. And Tommy Dorsey's in it too. Alina Ray will start walking, talking, steel guitar, cutting capers just for you. Listen to that tenor saxophone. Never heard it played with such a tone. And when you get that liquor stick out in the woodshed, son, why pop up any good one and show you quick how the proper liquor stick ends done. Listen to that fiddle player slap, slap, slap. Boy, he plays it, hearing he lays it in your lap, laugh, laugh. I'll bet before they're through And you'll be caught in capers exciting artist. He's at home at the piano with everything from Beethoven to Boogie Woogie and the blues. And his music makes great concert halls as relaxed as your own living room. So let's swing the spotlight to that charming king of the keyboard, Liberace! Hello, everyone. Hi, Dodo, and thanks for those lovely words. Incidentally, uh, my friends call me Lee. Okay, Lee. By the way, how come the gimmick of using just one name? Well, that's a long story, Dodo. You see, my family wasn't too well-to-do. Ah, they couldn't afford to give you two names. Well, not quite. (laughs) You see, Liberace was our last name, and since we already had three musicians in the family, my father, sister, and brother, Uh it was the consensus of opinion that I should make a career in some occupation that would give me a steady income. Oh, like what? Well, they wanted me to be an undertaker. Oh, no! Oh, yes. The idea being, I guess, that in this business, there's never a slack season. (laughs) So you might have turned out to be another Digger Odell, huh? Listen, but you still haven't told me about the one name. Well, I'm coming to that, Dodo. Just about that time, uh, we were visited by an old friend of the family, Paderewski. (gasps) Well, if it's the Paderewski I'm thinking of, he was a pretty fair piano player, too. Oh, he was one of the greatest... Well, anyway, he heard me play the piano, and he convinced both me and my family that I should make it my career. Mm -hmm. And he was the one, also, who suggested that for professional purposes, I just use one name. Well, I guess you owe a vote of thanks to Paderewski. Something tells me you're a better pianist than you would have been an undertaker. Don't you think so, Lee? Well, I suppose so. Besides, it's more fun working before a live audience. (laughs) Incidentally, Dodo... Paderewski gave me one of my most treasured possessions, a 
silver piano. Oh, he must have been a good friend of the family. Oh, he was, and that started me on my hobby of collecting pianos. And today I have more than 200 of them in my home. Where do you live, in the Hollywood Bowl? <laughs> well, I forgot to mention there are miniature pianos. Oh. All kinds of them, crystal, gold, china, ivory, bone and wood, and... One's a radio, several are music boxes, snuff boxes, ashtrays, cigarette boxes, but they're all pianos. Say, Lee, I have one you might add to your collection. It's different from anything you've mentioned. Wonderful. What's it like? It's a piano-sized piano that plays like a piano. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of pianos, we have one right here in the studio. Uh Uh-huh. And we never let a guest go home without doing something for our show. So, you're elected. Gee, I haven't even been nominated. (laughs) Dodo, I'll be very happy to play. Oh, wonderful. And since one of the features of your concerts is your own way of introducing your selection, I'm going to let you do that, too. Well, fine. It's a little tune that started out as Mama You Quiero, and uh, I changed it to the American title, I Want My Mama, because it uh, reminds me of little children and the vitality that they... Uh, express in their daily activities, playing and so forth. And oh, I it tried to set good. it to music. Uh huh. Good. Just out of this world. Oh, thank you, Dodo. You know, turnabout is fair play, so I'd like you to be my guest. All right. You name it. Well, my hobby is cooking, so I'd like you to be my guest at a spaghetti dinner, which I'll prepare myself. Oh, that's great. And we'll divide the responsibilities 50-50. Well, how do you mean? You take care of the cooking, and I'll take care of the eating. (laughs) That's my hobby. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's a date, Dodo. Good. And another date you can have any time you want is right back here on our show. Viva Liberace! Come back real soon, won't you? Thanks, Dodo. I sure love to. And good night, everyone. You know, in the letters I get from the fellows in the armed forces, there's one subject nearly every one of them mentions. They tell about what a lift it gives them when they hear from the folks back home. So let's keep those GI guys posted, huh? Let me read you what one Marine has to say about how good it feels to answer right here when it comes time for mail call. He writes, Hi, Dodo. Don't know whether or not you ever heard the one about the two-headed shortstop, but brother, right now I feel like a man with 50 heads. I've been appointed to write you, representing all the guys in my outfit. Well, naturally, we couldn't expect any gal to write to all of us, but how's about a chain letter we can post or pass around, huh? 
You know, over here we get a kick out of everything, including a letter that doesn't say anything, but having a fine time, wish you were here. So gosh, here's hoping we get a howdy from a singer we also think of as a friend. How about it, Dodo? What have you got to lose? The letter is signed by Sergeant Don Williams. And Don, I haven't lost any time. The answer's on its way. Oh, and just in case you catch this show overseas, here's a song just for you and your outfit. Okay? Talk to him, please, Mr. Sun. Speak to him, Mr. Rainbow. And take him under your branches, Mr. Tree. Whisper to him, Mr. Wind. Sing to him, Mr. Robin and Mrs. Moonlight. Put in a word for me. Tell him how I feel. It shouldn't end this way. Since you are all his friends, you listen to whatever you have to say. Babble to him, Mr. Brook. Kiss him for me, Miss Raindrop, and watch to see they all do. Please, Mr. Sun, babble to him, Mr. Brook, kiss him for me, Miss Raindrop, and watch to see they all do. Hello, everyone. This is John Payne. Several weeks ago, I had the pleasure of appearing on Stars Over Hollywood, heard Saturday mornings here on CBS Radio. My brief visit here on the Doris Day Show is by way of saying thanks to so many of you for your enthusiastic response to that performance. Like yourselves, I've been a regular listener to Stars Over Hollywood for a long time. And on Saturday mornings, whether I'm at home, going on a drive, at the beach, or on a set, or on a location, working in a motion picture, I find a radio near at hand or take a portable, so I'll be sure to hear the Hollywood stars in Stars Over Hollywood. I suppose you do the same. But for the few of you who haven't as yet become regular listeners to this excellent show, I suggest you start this Saturday morning by joining me in the CBS radio audience. Because the very best that's on the air is in the air for you on Stars Over Hollywood. Sure, and it's time now to bring on a friend of mine who has a grin as irresistible as an Irishman's urge to kiss the Blarney Stone. This broth of a lad is a top-flight song and dance man and a darling comedian. And he's at his very best in his current picture, Singing in the Rain. So you know I'm talking about Donald O'Connor. What's new, Dodo? Well, now, Don, before we go into the news department, I want to say that I really appreciate a visit from a busy guy like you. Well, I'm never too busy to drop my yo-yo and call on Dodo. (laughs) Well, now, you're a real pal, because I know you've been working real hard. How else could you have completed Singing in the Rain and be working on I Love Melvin? On account of I'm so lazy. (laughs) You call that being lazy? Well, sure. I had to finish those pictures because I won't get a chance to loaf until I've completed my next picture, Call Me Madam which I couldn't start to work on till I was done with the others, and those couldn't be shooting while this one was already in preparation. And this one couldn't really be prepared while the other two were still incomplete, and I figured that I'd have to have a rest so I could enjoy life while I had the chance, because, after all, I'm still a young man. <laughs> At least you were when you started that sentence. <laughs> but I agree with you, Don. You owe yourself a nice rest. 
Well, I hope that after my next picture is finished, life will be a pumpernickel. A pumpernickel? Mm-hmm. A long loaf. <laughs> oh, no, I was trapped. Say, Don, I have a confession to make. You know, I've been working so hard myself that I still haven't seen you in Singing in the Rain, and I hear that you are just wonderful. Oh, go on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you do in it? Well, I, uh, it's a character part. I play myself. <laughs> but the story of the movie is actually about a certain type of movie. In fact, it's about the type of picture for which, if I may say so, I think my singing voice is ideal. Oh, what kind of picture do you mean? Silent. <laughs> it takes place in the late 20s, when the talkies first started, and no one knows whether the silence or the talkies will win out. And, of course, the talkies win in a walk. Exactly. It's kind of a walkie-talkie. Oh, no. <laughs> Gene Kelly and I play a pair of song and dance men. We're pals. Inseparable. Like corned beef and cabbage, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, Don, where does the rain come in? Uh, through a leak in the roof. Oh, <laughs> Excuse me, I thought we were playing riddles. Hey, what I should have said was that the rain supplies the romantic element in the picture. You mean the rain is romantic? Well, sure. Do you know what you get from kissing in the rain? Something you can't get from any other kind of kissing? You mean wet feet? Doris, you're fighting me. <laughs> you know, you know, I really wish that you and I could make a picture together sometime. Oh, so do I, Dodo, but we're both so busy. You know, I have to complete... Uh, uh, don't to... start that again. You'll be too old for the part. <laughs> yeah, but it's true, Dodo. Now, look, you're real busy yourself. You're still working on April in Paris, aren't you? Uh-huh, but we'll be finished soon. Then they're thinking of putting me in the very, very British musical. Hey, that's the one I'd like to do with you. Yeah? Hey, I've even got a perfect song for it. Oh, you have? How's it go? Well, uh, it's in this little scene. Well, you do it with me and I'll show you. Fair enough. It's a long way to Tipperary, but here we go. Cedric. Gwendolyn, so good to see you, old girl. It has been an age. Uh, quite. Pate has been married and divorced three times since we lost me. Good old Pater. Did you know his lost wife? No, I just can't seem to keep track of Pater's tomatoes. <laughs> but you're just looking dashing, old girl. Uh, thank you. I say I'd love to have you in my new show. Oh, what are you doing? A musical comedy version of Webster's Dictionary. Have you read it? Yes. It falls apart in the end. Think so? Between Zebra and Zenoctoc. <laughs> Did I interrupt something? Not at all. I was just going for a stroll. Care to join me? Uh, do you mind, old boy? Not at all. Tea later. Spots? Why not? Are we on our way to Nottingham or Brittingham or Buckingham or any hammy hamlet by the sea? No. Are we on our way to Devonshire or Lancashire or Westershire? I'm not so sure. We'll have to wait and see. Oh, are we on our way to Dover or going merrily over the jolly old road that leads to Plymouth Row? And no. We're merrily, 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 merrily on our way to nowhere in particular. We're merrily, 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 merrily on our way, though the roads are perpendicular. We're always in a hurry, we've got no time to stall. We've got to be there, we've got to be there, but where we can't recall. I <laughs> say, did I tell you about the dreadful experience I had this morning? I had to shoot my dog. Oh, no, was he mad? Well, he wasn't exactly pleased. <laughs> merrily, 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 merrily on our way to nowhere. Oh, life is so happy and sunny, we haven't a care that we know. We don't give a hoot about money, unless we run out of dough. You tell us a joke and we laugh, <laughs> we laugh for a day and a half. <laughs> We're not so sure we really know just what the joke's about. But we'll just keep on laughing, someday we may find out. <laughs> Did I also tell you about Reggie? No, what about Reggie? Well, last night I was walking past Reggie's apartment house with several of the boys. We heard a voice cry out far from above, and there, sticking his head out of a 15-story window was Reggie. The building was completely afire. We yelled up to him, jump, Reggie, jump. We have a tarpaulin. Uh, did Reggie jump? No. He ran to the roof. By now, the building was completely in flames. We yelled up to him, jump, Reggie, jump. We have a tarpaulin. But Reggie just kept running faster and faster. The flames kept burning higher and higher, and we kept yelling, jump, Reggie, jump. We have a tarpaulin. Uh, did Reggie jump? Yes. Reggie finally jumped. And you know as well as I that we had no top hole in. <laughs> merrily, 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 merrily on our way. We're merrily on our way to nowhere at all. Oh, that was swell, Dan. 
Did you write that song yourself? Oh, no, I didn't. But you know, on TV, Sidney Miller and I are supposed to be songwriters. And recently, we really did write a song. It's called I Waited a Little Too Long. And K-Star made a wonderful record of it. Oh, I know. I've heard it. Lots of luck with your song, Don, and thanks so much for being with us tonight. Remember, the latch string is always out for you. Oh, that's that's awfully nice to know. And now, well, would you do something for me? Sure, you name it. Well, a little while ago, I said there was something uh, exciting about kissing in the rain. Uh-huh. Well, I could get awfully excited hearing you singing in the rain. All right. I'll just run up a bumper shoot and drop a downbeat. <laughs> Singing in the rain What a glorious feeling I'm happy again I'm laughing at clouds So dark up above The sun's in my heart And I'm ready for love Let the stormy clouds chase Everyone from the place on with the rain, I've a smile on my face. I walk down the lane with a happy refrain, and I'm singing, just singing in the rain. I guess that's about it for tonight. For next week, or any week after that, if there's anything special I can sing for you, just write in and tell me about it. And so, until we get together again next week. I love each moment with you. Love to be with you. Honest, I do love to be with you. Where I belong. Singing my songs for you. Night, everybody. The Doris Day Show is a Martin Melcher production, directed by Sam Pierce and written by Jesse Goldstein and David Gregory. It comes to you transcribed from Hollywood. Doris Day appears through the courtesy of Warner Brothers Pictures and may soon be seen in the winning team co-starring with Ronald Reagan. Donald O'Connor may currently be seen starring in the MGM Technicolor production Singing in the Rain. Liberace may be heard on Columbia Records. The Doris Day Show is heard by the men and women overseas through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio Service. This is Roy Rowan speaking. Disaster calls from the flood area are still coming in. As the waters recede, Red Cross units begin the big job of rehabilitation. Homes, food, clothing have already been provided for the homeless. 1952 may become the country's worst disaster year. That's why the Red Cross needs your help again. 
To make sure the vital Red Cross services continue throughout the year, give through your local Red Cross chapter. Be sure to be with us again next week when Doris Day will have as her special guests Mary Wicks and Gordon McRae. Remember, every Sunday we extend a cordial invitation to great music on the CBS Radio Network.
guys that does it for Miss Doris Day and her performance on the show today I hope you guys enjoyed her performance please join me this coming Tuesday night as I bring to the show Mr. Boris Karloff Mr. Vincent Price and Mr. Peter Laurie in the Monsters Tell the Story Part 3 for our Spooktober Part 3 presentation if you like the show please comment and subscribe guys and always remember to enjoy the show. Thanks.